Welcome to the Inventory Nation podcast, a show designed to bring you the incredible voices and stories of veterinary professionals coast to coast, all while helping you to manage and control your inventory. I'm your host, Nicole Clausen, coach, advisor, and champion for veterinary teams and their inventory. Joining you live from the mountains of Montana, welcome to the show. Hello, welcome back to the Inventory Nation podcast. I am so excited that you're here and absolutely honored that you are tuning in. I cannot believe that we are over two years of having the Inventory Nation podcast. So whether this is your very first episode or you're a longtime listener, thank you so much for tuning in. I absolutely love you know, sharing these episodes with you, and it's just really fun. So thank you so much for your support, and I really appreciate it. So just a couple weeks ago, I guess now, um, it was my birthday. So I kind of wanted to do a fun episode and share my story of how I got started in inventory and some of the lessons that I learned along the way. So that's where we're headed for this episode. So it's also currently like negative eight degrees outside. So we are bundled up. The fireplace in my office is on. It is cold. (laughs) So let's go ahead and jump right in. So I'm sure as with most of you, I certainly did not start out thinking, oh, I'm going to be an inventory manager or even an inventory consultant. That was never literally ever on my radar. And actually, I didn't even go into vet med thinking, oh my gosh, I want to be in vet med. It kind of found me. So um, yeah, I thought I'd share kind of my story and the things that I've learned along the way. So when I was younger, I wanted to be a marine biologist. So I grew up um, just north of Seattle, actually north of Seattle. And my grandma and grandpa, they lived on an island called Woodby Island in the Pacific Northwest. And it was like on literally on the bank of Puget Sound. And so I grew up exploring the little tide pools and swimming in the sound and just like, you know, immense love and admiration for the ocean. I mean, I still have, I'm like looking at my desk and I have like shells and I have, you know, just like a collection of little beach things. I think that scared me through. But then on my other side, my grandma and grandpa, um, they had a sheep farm in um, a town called Maple Valley in Washington. And um, so I grew up on that side, just hanging out with the sheep and my Grandma actually raised and trained border collies and she would do like competitions and like all this really cool stuff. And so I had, you know, a lot of um, exposures to animals like all the time, but I never really thought about being in vet med. It would just never, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I want to be a veterinarian or oh yeah, I want to work in vet med. Um, I really wanted to be a marine biologist. That was my thing. Like, I wanted to work with whales. I wanted to be a marine biologist. Um, (laughs) I remember, like, catching salamanders, and we'd catch those little tiny crabs, and, like, you know, just exploring all the beaches and all the things when I was younger. So, 
that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, I even remember, um, I, I can't remember how old I was, but I took classes at the university, university of Washington in Seattle. Um, when I was like in, I wasn't in high school, but not quite junior high either, but I did like some wet labs on marine biology. And I remember like writing these, like, um, like, I can't even remember the name of what they're called now, but they were like reports and like experiments. And we did this one with like tide flows and like how little crabs eat depending on the water flow. Like, so that was just what I was really into. Um, so, you know, a little bit of a departure of where I am now. Um, but at the same time, I also had like this spark of wanting to be an entrepreneur. So my dad, he really like encouraged entrepreneurship and he just kind of encouraged me to do and follow whatever like I felt was right for me. And, um, I remember even like I was seven and my cousin and I, I remember this like very vividly. We were like in her room, like brainstorming. We were like building and drawing up these plans to like open this pet store at like seven. I mean, of course it was like, you know, plans <laughs> as far as like a seven-year-old has. But like in my mind, I was like, oh, you know, I, I wanted to like own my own business, but I didn't even know like how to get there or what to do or even anything like that. And so that kind of like fell by the wayside. And so for my very first job, kind of like fast forward, if you will, you know, I was 16. I was like, okay, it's time for me to, um, you know, get a job. I need to get working, all this other stuff. And so I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. And so um, my very dear friend, mom at the time, um, she knew somebody who worked at the vet clinic and recommended me as a receptionist to work there. And so that's how I got started in vet med is I started as a CSR when I was 16 years old as my very first job. I would go in before school started and I would open the clinic. And then after school, I would go back and close. And then I'd work weekends and I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. Um, but, you know, I was like reflecting as I was like thinking about this podcast episode and, you know, I was thinking about to when I got trained as a receptionist and literally, I think I got trained for like half of a day, my very first job, my very first everything. And I think I got like half a day's worth of training. And then she's like, okay, you're off to the races. And you know, I like, I feel like that was a, um, you know, a sign of what was to come for my training following me in vet med. But yeah, that's like how I, you know, got trained. And, you know, we even had a uh, paper appointment books. Um, and I just thought it was a job to like get me through high school. And then I went off to college and, um, you know, I originally went to school for human nursing and I kind of realized that wasn't really my thing. And then I went to animal science and livestock management. And, you know, I kind of like traveled around um, to different majors in college and nothing ever quite felt right to me. And all through this time, I was working full time at a, a, at a vet clinic um, and I was still a receptionist and I just love what I did. And when I was in school, nothing quite felt like home. 
But as I was a receptionist and um, as I was working in a clinic, I really cherished and loved building relationships with people. You know, at the time where I lived was, you know, a fairly small town. And so, you know, I'd go to the grocery store and I'd see, you know, Fluffy's mom and we'd like, you know, connect with about Fluffy. And then, you know, I'd watch their kids grow up and their dogs grow up. And it was just like, so it just felt um, right. You know, it just kind of felt home to where, you know, we could build these relationships with these, these owners and the, and the patients and the pets. And just, it was really kind of an incredible thing for me to kind of be a part of, especially like in my very early twenties and late teens to just kind of like witness that sense of like community, um, within a practice. And so that really meant so much to me. And so I, it's kind of what kept me, um, I guess, working at a vet clinic, right? I just loved it. And I love the interesting, like, science aspect of it and the medical cases. And of course, when I started out, I had no, like, oh, yeah, I wanted to manage inventory, right? Like, I didn't even know that was, like, a thing, really. I used to, like, unpack the order when it came in, but that was it. And so, you know, I, it was kind of a a ways until I started managing inventory, but it kind of happened um, how most things do. It was kind of like the person who hadn't done it before was like, mm, I don't want to do this anymore. And so it was like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, sure. So that's kind of like how that developed. But also at the same time, you know, I experienced kind of like this, um, this sense of like community that, you know, and just the power and just how much I enjoyed that. But also on the other side, I experienced a lot of the mean girls of men, of vet med, you know, where it was just like, you know, the culture, um, you know, within some of the practices I was a part of was just not, not a really good place to like be and flourish. And I experienced, you know, like a lot of bullying, you know, pretty frequently. And so it just kind of made this very challenging dynamic where I love what I did, you know, and, but it also made it very hard to be doing that every day because it was like just kind of like this environment with this like undertone of bullying. And you know, like, I'm just a sensitive soul. And so that was just kind of like, the difference between experience on those two things was very, very challenging for me. Um, You know, but I, I loved, you know, I like, you know, I'm just like thinking about it right now. And I have just like, this immense sense of gratitude for all the people and the families and everyone that I like have met along the way and watch their dogs grow up, watch their kids grow up. And I just have such an immense sense of gratitude for that. But also the acknowledgement of just some of the challenges that we go through. Um, you know, I just remember being like, you know, yelled at constantly from, you know, from clients sometimes, and then, you know, have bullying from like other team members. And it just, it was a, you know, challenge. And I'm sure that, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here. Um, 
But that was kind of like one of the things that stuck out to me is kind of like I didn't really know any better because I'd, I've only ever worked in vet med. And so it was just kind of like normalized, if you will. And so, um, you know, just kind of like reflecting back on that, that was very interesting. But anyways, so kind of how I got started managing inventory is I was brand new to this practice and I was going to start as a CSR. And at the time, the person who was managing inventory, she had kind of like when I was coming on board, she had decided that she was no longer going to work there. And so they called me up one time and they're like, hey, you know, would you also be interested in managed inventory? And I was like, yes, absolutely. You know, I was kind of like, you know, I loved learning and doing new things and taking on new challenges. And so I was like, yes, absolutely. And so I started there. And, um, you know, some of you may have heard me share this story, but I remember um, literally standing in the pharmacy, getting my training done, quote unquote. And, you know, so I was like, okay, so how do I know when I should order something? And she goes, oh, you just shake a bottle and it feels low. You order it. And I remember like sitting there at the pharmacy and I'm like, wait, no, but like, what does that actually mean? Like, how do I know if it's low? And she's like, you know, it just feels low. And I was like, well, no, <laughs> like my, in my brain, I'm like, okay, do we have like a number? Can we quantify this in some way? Like, what does that even mean? And so that was kind of, um, the bulk of my training. Um, and also that was time prior to VetGo. So I do remember like having like the three screens open to like, you know, check and see which price was the cheapest. So I do remember that. Um, yeah. And then she left the practice like a couple days later and it was kind of like a sink or swim kind of a moment. And I remember when I was like trying to place my orders and I was like, oh, I don't know, is this low? And so I would shake it and I was like, you know, in my head, I was like kind of going back and forth all the time. I'm like, wait, is this low or does this seem low or what? And, you know, so I kind of like went back and forth on that. So that's how I started managing inventory. And I was like, at the time, like, you know, multiple people were like calling in orders and it was just like chaos. And I was like, wait a second, there has to be a better way. This cannot be how things go. And so I really, um, you know, tried to like learn everything that I could, but I was kind of like in this weird spot. You know, I don't know if you kind of resonate with this if you're an inventory manager, but it was like kind of a weird place to be in because I wasn't quite, you know, a member, just a member of the care team, right? I kind of had some other like operational slash administrative responsibilities, but I wasn't quite a manager. So I was like caught in this, in the middle between this weird spot where I had extra duties, but I didn't really have any extra time to do them. You know, I remember like receiving my invoices at the front desk while also helping clients. So there was like, you know, two computers at the time. And so I'd like be receiving on one computer and I'd be checking people in on the other computer. and. So it was just kind of like a challenge there. Um, and so I just kind of felt caught in the middle and I was like, wait a second, like this doesn't feel right to me. Like something has to be different. And so, you know, I tried learning everything that I could from like supply chain management and like warehouse and human health care and anything that I could find on vet med. And I just tried like these different systems in my inventory to see kind of like what would work. And so 
you know, of course I experienced some struggles, but also I experienced successes too, where it was like, okay, things are finally starting to get traction and become easier. You know, I advocated for dedicated time to manage inventory. I advocated for just a little desk to do that. Um, you know, and it just kind of started to grow from there. And so that's kind of like where it all began. And, you know, one of the things about me um, is, you know, when I was working in the practice is, you know, I wanted to do well, but I didn't quite know, especially when I was first getting started, like how to get there. I remember, um, oh yeah. And also during this time, there was like a change of ownership, right? So I was like brand new to the practice, change in ownership, um, no training with inventory. So it was a little bit chaotic. <laughs> so, um, and also uh, around that time is I really kind of wanted to impress my bosses and, you know, show them that I could do well and all this other stuff. And um, I didn't really have great boundaries. And so I kind of, um, you know, started taking on a lot of projects that were probably like out of scope and kind of a little bit more than I could handle. And trying to juggle it all, I felt it, you know, started to... Um, you know, started to have an effect on my mental health where it was kind of like, it was hard for me to sometimes go from like being a lead CSR to being a regular CSR to then placing orders to managing and taking care of equipment to doing marketing stuff. And so that, you know, that was all within a span of like, you know, a day or just an hour. And so I didn't really have great boundaries and you know, it really kind of started to take a toll on my mental health. So it was like, okay, how can I make this better? How can I do better? How can I become more organized? How can I advocate for myself? How can I care for myself? And, um, you know, so that I think has kind of been an ongoing evolution. You know, I'm still answering those questions even today, but it definitely kind of sparked something that was like, wait a second, this doesn't have to be, you know, inventory specifically doesn't have to be this huge challenge and it doesn't have to be, you know, this, this struggle, right? And so that was kind of my quest when I was in practice is to kind of not necessarily like solve that riddle, but I was like, okay, how do I make this more manageable? How can I make sure that my team is cared for? How can I make sure that my patients are cared for? How can I make sure that the practice has everything in stock? So that's just kind of um, the questions that kind of started me on the journey in inventory is like, okay, the way that we've always done things doesn't seem to be working. What's next? And so kind of like within that, you know, asking those questions, I realized like how much I enjoy like analysis and data, but, you know, kind of like going back to when I first started as a CSR, I loved that sense of community and just like building those relationships with those, with clients and with patients and, um, you know, it was like such an honor to, um, you know, to see people when they, you know, first brought their new puppy in to, you know, kind of helping them, you know, kind of 
not necessarily like end of life, but just kind of as their their pets got older. It just like meant so much to me to be a part of that. And so I kind of had like these two, <laughs> these two worlds that I love so much, right? Like that community and that sense and building those relationships, but also like data and analytics and puzzles and like ordering. And so I, it was kind of like this interesting, um, you know, two sides of the coin um, when I was in practice. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I, you know, started and kind of got my start in inventory. Um, and so then, kind of like once I did that, I um, started to, um, you know, putting these systems and implement things into um, the practice. So it was, you know, it's like working with reorder points. I got the practice management system under control. You know, I remember, oh my gosh, oh my word. So the very first time I did um, like an inventory count, so like nothing had been counted in like nine years. I'm not kidding you. And so the first time I did a count, it was <laughs> in tense, like the amount of adjustments and like figuring out what was there and what wasn't. I mean, it was a lot of work. And so, but kind of as I started to do these things more and count more frequently and, you know, my practice management system was accurate on a regular basis and using reorder points, it kind of um, started to feel like a well-oiled machine. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this makes it so much easier and so much better. And it truly became something that I enjoyed, right? I enjoyed if there is a problem is like, okay, how do we fix this? I in really kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, and um, so that was really fun. And so I was kind of like, just had been fine tuning my systems for a while and other practices kind of like in my local area were asking for help. And so um you know, and then this kind of like lit this other, I guess, fire inside of me where I loved helping p- people. So I was like, okay, I love building relationships and having like that sense of community. I love data and analytics, and then I love helping people. And so, you know, <laughs> at the time, it still hadn't come together of like, oh, I wanted to own my business and be an inventory consultant, right? Like that was not even on my radar. Um, I was just kind of loving what I was doing and trying to figure out how to make things as like efficient and, you know, as best, well, as well run as possible, basically. But I do remember this one time, um, so kind of, kind of early on, and I remember my boss at the time brought to me and came to me and she was like, okay, our cost of goods were high that the, the previous month. And I was like, she was like, why do you think that is? And I just remember her and I kind of like going back and forth and we're like brainstorming these different ideas of why cost of goods might be high. And I was like so confused about why, because I was like, I feel like I'm doing everything right, but I just don't know where the answer was. And so, you know, kind of fast forward to now, now I just kind of like remember that experience. And now it's kind of like, it just reminds me, I guess, when people come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, my cost of goods are so high. I just kind of like remember that feeling of not knowing where to look. 
But now it's like, okay, like let's dive in together because now I do for sure know how to investigate that. So um, I just kind of recognize that when people come to me and they're like, ah, my cost of goods are high and I have no idea how it got there. And I'm like, it's okay. (laughs) I've been there. So Um, Okay, so that was kind of my story as far as like how I got into inventory, how I got started. Now, this is a two-part episode. So the next episode is going to be all about um, how I started VetLogic, how I became um, an inventory consultant, and the lessons that I learned um, along the way. in that part of my journey. So um, thank you so much for listening as I shared my story and um, a little bit nerve wracking because I've never really shared, um, you know, my story kind of like from the whole kitten caboodle. So um, thank you so much for listening. Um, join us for the next episode all about starting that logic and kind of what I learned from there. I hope you have a really great day. Um, Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inventory Nation podcast and spending your time with me. I know your time is valuable and in short supply, so it truly is an honor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or leave a review. Be sure to visit vetlogic.co slash podcast to access the show notes and discover additional links and resources. See you next time.